Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com. Here with the name you know. You might know him under a couple different names. Alex Zane. Ari Sterling. How you doing, man? I am great. And uh, I'll go ahead and get this Kentucky party Ooh. started. Ooh. Yeah. You know what? I, I didn't we'll come. In, I didn't come empty-handed. Oh, there he is! I have some mingy actually in the other room. And, oh, uh, people! Yeah, people my... that aren't from Kentucky will not understand. Like we, we got some pretty good junk here as yeah, far as we, that we goes. We do got some good junk. We got some good junk, uh, man. We're going to talk about WWE. We're going to talk about outside WWE. We're going to talk about uh, th- those beautiful Jack's Bone Crunchers that you have behind you. But. Hey-o. But I mean, I think people are just wondering how the hell are you doing? Oh man, I am I am truly, truly just great in every way. Uh, which, like I said before, we even went on air. That's not really what people are expecting, and it's kind of even interesting because, of course, the whole thing goes down, whatever. And I have like a hair that's sticking. Okay. Um, <laughs> the whole thing goes down and people are like, oh, like, I'm so sorry, you know, and stuff. And I, I appreciate it. Thank you for your sentiment. And, but the whole time I'm kind of just like, I'm good. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, you, uh, I would imagine you had bookings very, very quickly. You had people hitting you up almost. Yeah. Immediately. And, and of course, um, I was hitting up everyone immediately. It was actually, it went, Hey, we're going to go ahead and give you a release. I said, okay, thank you for everything. Got off the phone, called William Regal because he was who brought me in and he's like a mentor to me. And so I called him and was like, hey, thank you for everything, you know, whatever. And he was like, I had no idea. And um, then immediately when I got off the phone, I was texting and calling the, I was whipping out the Rolodex of promoters <laughs> and just, yeah, just so- going in. It, this was a surprise to William Regal. He he wasn't sure. Had he heard a little bit ahead of time, or did he first hear about it when WWE.com or not even WWE.com? Because that's not how it happened. Uh, right. I mean, my God, I got sent a list of people, and then because they yeah. don't put out the NXT releases, I completely forgot about that. So crazy. I verified them. I made sure that 
you all knew because I didn't want to put <laughs> right. something like that out there. Yeah. But I mean, so I would assume that like, I mean, that, that's, that's so unusual. It's, it's a different aspect than what we usually see the names popping up on WWE.com. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty strange. And I mean, I think they're just kind of going through a strange time right now. They're just uh, getting their ducks in a row for whatever it is that they need to, a line of ducks for. And <laughs> uh, William Regal, like, I mean, he was uh, either a good actor or truly in shock when I told him. But I told him literally seconds after getting the call. Mm. Like, he's the first call I made. Um, don't tell my girlfriend. Uh no, I, call, I I actually like gave it time before even like calling her because I was just like how, I had to register it first, you know. How long was that before you knew that Talent got that message? Because I was told that Johnny Ace had sent a message to Talent and said these people are released, released, and then that, that that's how I got the the full. I'm pretty list. sure once they got like once they had called everyone and let them know individually that message went out because I want to say that I got that other people told me like other talent told me, Oh, we just got this message. Cause of course I was taken off mm -hmm. the chain. Um, and they told me they got the message maybe 30 minutes within the hour after, after I'd gotten the call. So when I started to put the names out there, people thought I got hacked or something because it was so mm -hmm. many, it was during SmackDown. It was or like, yeah. Like, and they're was... so random, like in like, there wasn't a lot of correlation between one name and the next name. You know, it wasn't like, oh, all these guys are kind of sitting around the PC or whatever. There yeah. were people in active storylines and all sorts of stuff. You know, the, there were people that you could tell they night. had signed for the global localization stuff, like in India, that we had never mm -hmm. seen on TV. Then there were people like you who were fixtures on 205 Live. And then there were main event talent like Bronson Reed that were among these. Like, there, it didn't seem like there was a big rhyme or reason. Did they tell you, like, budget cuts or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, they, they, I mean, it was John Laurinaitis who called me. He told me, hey, got some bad news, budget cuts, piss off, basically. I mean, he, he, was, he wasn't rude at all. Like, um, but, and, like, I mean, I've told this story, of course, several times to all my friends and stuff. And it was just interesting to me that, like, I felt that immediate, like, just dread. Yeah. For all of, five ten seconds it was like if it went down to the pit of my stomach and bounced back up and then it was just like oh i'm good like i'm still alex zane the sauce like we're good you know it's not like i lost who i was you know um and i've never like not once in my life attached myself to any sort of job i always thought kind of job security was a myth probably not the best mentality to have overall but i think it helps me on the back end with when and if things go awry. Like I'm always gonna bet on myself. That's what I did when I took the contract and that's what I'm doing now, so. And I assume you have a 30 day as opposed to a 90 day. Yeah, I have a 30 day. He was like, oh, we're gonna go ahead and start our, our, our 30 days. And I was like, okay, you know, great, let's go. And to me, that was great too, because not a lot of places gonna give you 30 days uh, to figure it out. <laughs> and, and I mean, so. you it doesn't take much longer than that for you to have pretty well a full booking schedule because you, yeah. you had that before WWE and now coming right. off of global television exposure, I would imagine it, it, it does yeah, that, like does that was, ease the process? Immensely, immensely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had people that were like, Hey, I don't want to be rude, but like, when's your availability? Like, yeah, just like 
within the hour of, of it going public, you know, um, which was probably hour and a half, two hours. That's always had, the thing. Like, yeah. I don't want to seem like a vulture when I reach out to interview somebody. So I, right. Cause you never know where they're at mentally. Too, exactly. Really, you know? And I was just so like, Oh, let's go, you know, um, immediately. And yeah, like, you know, especially in your case where like you're, I don't envy your position, like, you know, where you kind of have to be this, I don't know, you got to give the good news and the bad news. And then like you catch heart blame for it, for being like a bone picking type of guy, you know, whatever. I, I so. would, I would very much like everybody to be signed and WWE right. raw to be doing 10 million viewers a week. Ideally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone, great. like everyone wants to just give good news all the time. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just not the nature of the beast. Right. So, and I mean, we, but yeah, like, we would do series where we would ask people to say nice things about each other. And like, I was hitting up people during the pandemic and saying like, who's working hard to improve. I was like, just give me, give me something positive. Right. Because please. That, <laughs> that, that's when, unfortunately, a lot of these cuts came. You came during a period where that had already been happening. So mm-hmm. you weren't necessarily around 2017, 2018, 2019, when that that was no longer the culture, they were keeping all the talent they could get. Right. So, did you pretty well have an idea in your head? It could, it could happen. Um, I mean, there's been what two or three waves even before like my mm-hmm. wave of releases. Um, so I mean, I guess I was always like the possibilities there. I think I went into this job just like I would any other job, knowing the possibilities there. And there's also the possibility that I could be like. <laughs> see ya yeah you know um like but i'm also very like loyal company guy when i feel that it's reciprocated right um like if if the company's going to bat for me i'm going to bat for the company and i'll do everything that i can um and put them over in every way is you know vice versa but uh, i guess i guess i it became more and more evident that like, Oh, this is a real possibility. And in my case, like you were saying, like bookings and stuff, it's not a problem for me. I was very fortunate to already be eating before they called, even though we were in a pandemic and now I'm even eating better, you know, than before I was signed. And I mean, actually I'll be eating as, as well as when I was signed. So like, I'm really not stressed about it. Um, but there's so many people that were on that list that don't have an indie background or, you know, whatever. And so it's like, those are the people I feel the worst for because, yeah. you know, um, so I, that's some of the first people I reached out to. It's like, Hey, if you intend on trying this indie stuff, like I'll help you navigate the waters best I can, whatever. Um, but yeah, I guess it was always like this possibility and more and more so as these waves went on. Uh, but I I just take things like five minutes at a time. I think I'm just like a, I live like a rodent in that way. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever's in front of me, I just, that's what I deal with. So you mentioned uh, speaking with William Regal and your relationship with him. What kind of interaction did you have with the Triple H's, uh, Shawn Michaels, even even a guy like Johnny Russo, who was instrumental in writing NXT? Mm -hmm. Did you have much, many or much interaction with them? I didn't have a whole lot of interaction. It's kind of interesting. I had, a few interactions with Triple H, Shawn Michaels and stuff after matches, you know, Hey, like have anything for me, whatever. Um, as far as feedback and stuff. 
Um, and a lot of times on 205, like that's this buffer for them to get ready to go live. So oftentimes yes. they're not watching because uh, they're busy. And, you know, I can't blame them there. And they're just like, hey, go do what you do. And then your, promote, your, um, your producers will give you the feedback, whatever. Um, and then uh, Russo and there's a couple of other writers and stuff on the back end there. It was funny because the week before is the week before I got released, give or take a few days, we're in like a promo class basically. Mm-hmm. And I cut a promo and they're like, great. Here's a couple of suggestions. I go fix it real quick. I get back up there, cut the promo and they're like, oh shit. Like we need to write this on TV. And we, they were like, we're going to call you in the next week, two weeks, set up a meeting, get this thing on TV. So I'm like, okay, things are great, right? Yeah. Like things like that, they, they are like indicators of some sort of job security. And I think that's what, especially right now, a lot of the boys there seem to be kind of stretching and reaching for, finding that footing, finding that sure footing. But then you see people like, Bronson Reed and even Tyler Russ who are in the middle of these sorts of things like get cut and you're like what or I, Bobby Fish you know like what I was told five or six names that were supposed to be in Diamond Mine and now like two of them are still there because right. from, from what I understood four or five days before that went live it was Marina Roddy Malcolm Bivens Rust and Arturo Huas next yeah. thing you know Hideki Suzuki's in there fantastic addition he's wonderful right. adore his right. work but then, like, half those people are no longer there. To that same point, I mean, you, you were on 205 Live, but you were wrestling Samir Singh, Tony Nese, Asher Hale, mm-hmm. Arya Davari. They're not there anymore either. Like, and right. I had been told at the beginning of this summer, emphasis is going to be put on the cruiserweight division. They want to establish it. Diamond Mine was a big part of that. Roderick Strong, main event guy on NXT, was a big part of that. Right. So, I mean... Did it seem like they were dismantling that brand to you? Because now they, they're straight up saying, like, hey, we're going to have some hoss battles on this show now, too. Yeah, yeah. It seemed to me, and I mean, this is just hearsay. This is definitely isn't, like, I don't have anything to substantiate this. But yeah. um, it seemed to me that they were going to kind of dial back the 205 focus and then refocus it, whether they rename it, rebrand it or whatever into something that was more along the lines of the main event show, Mm -hmm. but for NXT. And which I think is a great idea. It gives more opportunities to other people that aren't cruiserweight, you know, Um, and more opportunities for cruiserweights to fight the bigger guys and whatever, and just have bangers. And and, I thought that's what they were going to be doing with the NXT evolve when they had filmed some of those, because I know that they had filmed some of those. Did you participate in any of that? Uh, I had done a promo for, the pilot episode um, to set up a thing with uh, Kurt Stallion. And of, like, it was just the pilot. So it was mm-hmm. like, oh, if this goes anywhere, then we'll, we'll, you know, head that direction, whatever. Um, but yeah, I know they were shopping that around or whatever. And now, however much of the talent that was used is not even there and stuff. So. Who knows when and if. Um, and that's the thing, like you said earlier, like we wish that we're always doing yeah. 10 million viewers. It's like every wrestling show. Like, and this is what I said so many times when uh, some of the boys were like, oh, did you hear like 
Daniel Bryan might be going to AEW and CM Punk might be going to AEW and they're kind of just like like that and I'm like this is if it's good for wrestling yeah. it's good for the boys don't it's don't for forget everybody. that we're the boys like what's good for the goose is good for the gander like I hope they go there I hope they I hope that just wrestling as a whole is elevated by anything and everything that one person can do and I think when it becomes competitive like and I think that's a, a problem we see permeate wrestling right is is things become competitive which is not the problem yeah but when things become competitive that instead of lifting yourself up to raise the bar and interest and and just overall value of wrestling you instead have to push these people down which lowers the bar of wrestling because who knows they could have rose like oh people are jipping people out of bookings or whatever they're doing or you know politicking to to maintain a certain spot well this guy could have even elevated your spot but instead you shit on him or whatever and you you kept him or her down and and like i'm the first person to be like oh if that person's killing it put me in the ring with them like let's elevate each other yeah. because you know and a lot of people are like oh like i don't want to be i don't want to split the spotlight or whatever it is and they just want people to so it's it's the same thing within the like company battles or whatever the internet kind of paints it as. I don't I don't necessarily think that it's being viewed I, that way. I don't think I've had like one time. Okay, maybe maybe once where somebody from one company was like mad about something, and it right it was one of those little harmless shots that I think they took a little personally, and then mm -hmm. other than that, they were, they just forgot about it like the next week. I never hear like. Right. The, the defensiveness and the anger doesn't come from the companies even like the, the companies even like when I review the show and I don't like something they're like hey it's your opinion we don't really care about that just report right. the news fairly like there's right. not the the anger there at least among talent maybe maybe some of the higher ups I've gotten that from but it it seems like like to your point most people in wrestling most of the wrestlers just want things to improve for for the whole yeah 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 and, and and if that is the attitude, and that's also an attitude that I watch out for amongst the boys, because that tells me who who has the right mindset and who's like who wants the right things, yeah. not for themselves, but for for the the, the culture of, of wrestling and the, and the community of it. So, speaking of the culture of wrestling, like for years in Kentucky, we had like Eugene and Hillbilly Jim did, did, yeah. didn't have a lot to pull for. And I remember it was the beginning of last year. People are like, oh, you're going to interview Alex Zane and Brian Pillman. They're right up the road from you. And I was like, yeah, right. after this pandemic, I will. I'll go. I'll <laughs> do it in person. And then both of you got the hell out and moved to Florida. Yeah, yeah. Um, things move fast. Evidently. Um, <laughs> I mean, especially, I mean, Brian Pillman, I think he was just destined for greatness. I mean, like. He had big shoes to fill, and as long as he was like gonna fill those, then he's gonna be a okay. I think he's doing a great job of that. Um, also has a great mindset and stuff. And in my case, like it was so, I, I don't know, just but I, I'm still in part of the whirlwind yeah. that is this like crazy thing that I'm riding. Um, but yeah, like. When when one thing happens like that, the whole world shut down, whatever, right? And so you kind of expect, oh, 
we're all on the, we're all in a freeze, whatever. Yeah. But then once wrestling picked back up, there was such a hunger and a thirst for it that it was just like, let's go, you know? And, and we were getting calls from everywhere. I know Coleman was too. Was I, I love it too. I mean, I love seeing it and it's spread out kind of in Kentucky too. Like he's from Northern Kentucky. I know you were based out of Lexington, I presume. Right. You got yeah. Billy Starks who's getting all kinds of love out of Louisville. Killing it. Even, yeah. even Larry D who was in more of a rural area and, right. and quite frankly was propping up a lot of the independent stuff out here because it's not, not as easy to run in Kentucky as most states. <laughs> I mean, that, that's something I think a lot of people don't realize, the hoops that you got to jump through in Kentucky. The red tape is just ridiculous. And it was part of the reason, like, I really didn't work there ever. And yes. I didn't start working there again until I had gotten up with Larry D because I was like, there's nowhere to work. I don't, I'm not interested. Yeah. And then, I like, Larry D was one of the guys who I was talking about. He had the, he had the interest of the, the business as a whole, you know, at heart. And, and also... I don't know. He just had a good mindset and, and gave a shit. And so I was like, Oh, I want to work with that. Like I'm going to do what I can to work with that. Um, yeah. he's and so that's in great shape too. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's killing it. Like love that guy. Uh, shout out to Larry D uh, shout out to Billy Starks. Everybody, everybody. Like, it's, it's so weird to me that in the state of Kentucky, you have to get a license before you take a bump to practice to be a pro wrestler. But then when you get licensed to take your first bump, you have all the same rights as a Randy Orton who has been training for 20 years, wrestling right. for 20 years. It's a very clear yeah. money grab. And when I managed yeah, yeah, MMA yeah. fighters, I would inquire about it, and they'd say, oh, well, it's the same as MMA. And I said, no, it's not. And this is why, this is why like, I would do some real turd-level indie wrestling. We would run the Ohio side of the river instead of the Kentucky side of the river, because it right. was just easier. Like, you didn't have to yeah. license everybody and, and all 100%. that stuff. And people are still doing that, of course, today. Like, the, uh, what is the, the arena or whatever mm -hmm. it's called in Jeffersonville. Is that what it, where it's at? Or Jefferson? Yeah. Wherever it's at. And it's got 36 shows a week running out of it because it's across the bridge. Like, yep. it's just easier to, and you can still make the same money or whatever. And my hope is that the new OVW owner who is, I mean, Matt Jones, a KSR, who is a politician as well. I'm hoping that he can navigate that red tape and kind of just get that eliminated. Because I, I, I know they were talking about hindered Kentucky quite a bit. Yeah, and in the wrestling sense, yes, 100, 100, percent it's it's hindered unfortunately a lot of the talent. I think we're fortunate now to be in an era of the internet where you can yep. you know get yourself out without. I don't know, like it's easier to get your self out without mailing out VHS tapes like you had to do yeah. back when I first uh, broke in in 2005. Um, yeah. Like I had this book, it was like a wrestling almanac with all the companies like oh. everywhere and half of them are defunct because yeah. like who knows when this was printed and you know how indie wrestling goes anyway. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, they had their addresses, phone numbers and everything, email addresses, whatever it was. Not that email did you any good. We're going to send an eight by 10 and it's going to load slowly as hell. And so like I would just mail out VHS tapes, and I mean it, it went nowhere really. Um, did, yeah, did you ever get any hits off of that? No, one I sucked, so that was not helping me. <laughs> Two, I was like 140 pounds, six foot tall, like looked like a oh, scarecrow. Man. It was great. So I mean, you you did 205 live. You're getting a solid push. You pop up on NXT, and you got the Cameron Grimes segment. That's some of my favorite stuff on NXT TV is Cameron Grimes of the last. He's a killer, man. Love he's it. he's unreal. He's unreal. Yeah, he's great. Can you tell me how that came together? Kind of how you were told, and maybe who gave you direction with that 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 skit? 
So, um, oddly enough, like when I got put in the position to do it, I was like, kind of just like, what? Because I was going to say this very heelish thing about DiBiase. And I was just like, which was funny because, which they cut this on air. Um, but we were doing the thing. I'm going to say, oh, he had to go deal with old man DiBiase in the old folks home or whatever, yeah. right? Whatever I was saying. And then he's going to like bit me. Oh, I go down. And then as I'm like realizing I got hit, I'm like, what I say? And they cut that part off air because that was my only redemption to take it less from I'm a heel. And instead, I'm just kind of like this affable nitwit that said something that he didn't realize was like too soon. Right. I was just making a joke. Right. So it was my way of making light out of it. And then they cut it, uh, which makes sense, like because the direction they wanted to go. And then I but originally that spot was meant for Arya Davari. Oh. Arya Davari got cut like days before that. I was put on, so I was taking the spot. They obviously wanted a pretty much an established heel to put over the newly turned babyface Grimes. I was not an established heel. I'd been working six, eight weeks on 205 as just smiley babyface. Um, so <laughs> I was trying to like do some sort of segue, whatever. Uh, and then I was like, oh, man, you know, here goes, here goes that squash doing, doing the, doing the business. Um, and fortunately I went and like went in that day and Steve Carino was, um, producing and he was like, look, I want you to hit this, 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 this. And I was like, awesome. Great. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll do that. And then for the segment, I think we had six minutes or something or seven minutes, and that includes their promos at the end and stuff, and then that got cut down to six or something like that. I know we lost a minute, and I was like, hey, Grimes, like, what do you want to cut? And he's like, nothing, let's just run it. And so we just ran the whole thing in, in three minutes and 47 – or two minutes and 47 seconds or something like that. It's crazy because a lot of people that were watching were like, oh, I didn't feel that short. Yeah. Just because we were just moving the whole time. But, and then from, from there, you worked – Kishida, who I think is one of the greatest workers on the planet, maybe ever. Love. I'm I mean, so thankful that I got to do that. Like that's awesome. Like, and what a what a way to go out. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if you're gonna go out, you're going out against one right. of the best in ring right. performers of all time. I think Absolutely. Kishida. Absolutely. Uh, and you had a couple. I mean, you had match with Jake Atlas that was really good on 205 Live. You had that. You. Gosh, it felt like. Like as I as I watched the the Grayson Waller match, I was like, my God, this was it was like fifteen twenty minutes long. It was, it was crazy. We um, I'm trying to oh we that day, me and Grayson Waller we put together a match. Yada yada. Um, we're about to go out. Ref, who's about to go out with us, is like, hey, like I'm getting word now. You all might have an extra minute. I'll let you know when you're out there. I'm like, oh, okay, boy. cool. <laughs> I say I say at the time the segment was supposed to be thirteen fourteen minutes. I can't remember what it was. It's like 13 or 14. I say, hey, Grayson. Is that with entrances? Yeah, with entrances. Ah! With, that's with entrances. That's with um, like the back end of like replays and you're in the ring, celebratory, yeah. whatever. It's like, that's everything. Like curtain to curtain. And so I'm like, hey, like take your time in the entrance in case we got that extra minute. We cut 15, 30 seconds out of it, right? Yeah. Um, and that way we don't just have to, I don't know 
fill it with yeah. nonsense, right? We can just do what we intended to do. We go out, we take our time on the entrance. We've done two entrances, about a minute, minute 15 a piece. You know, we should be two, two and a half in. We're circling around. We lock up, do some sort of like pushback type of thing. And the ref goes, you've got 14. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. We get going, we get going, we run the whole spot. Boom. I'm dead. I'm gassed. You've got 14. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. your watch is broken, brother. You are, you're killing me here. And we ended up doing like 18 or better for the whole segment. Oh, yeah. Cause yeah, and they, they just kept adding time like that. And I was just like, what? so did you all have like hard time cues on 205 Live? Cause that is a, a WWE network show. Like what? Like, what, was that used to prepare you guys for anything else, like whether it be NXT or, or anybody? It was, it was a little more loose, of course, but at the same time, it was hard time cues because we still went on at a certain time, and we still yeah. had to be off at a certain time before they went live on USA. So, I mean, the cues were still in there. It definitely was to prepare as it was. It was definitely, like, cutting our teeth and, and, and getting good practice and stuff like that, like, and I'm forever thankful for all of that. Um, and like, because there was times when it was like, Hey, just go home, you know, whatever <laughs> it is. And you either run everything you got left or cut whatever needs to be cut. So yeah, it was, I think it was to prepare us in a lot of ways, but also like for whatever reason in the back, they were like, Oh, we need time. Like tell them to fill it, but they're in the ring. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> And Make five minutes out of nothing. Especially like the year, year and a half prior to you getting signed, you were working like a lot of different TV. Like you, mm -hmm. I, th I think you, I, I don't know exactly how Beyond does their thing, but I know you did an Impact right. spot. I know you did some ROH right. spots and mm -hmm. you did various New Japan spots. I think Strong mm -hmm. and then, um, then maybe some of the stuff that they did in the U.S. as well. How did those differ? Like, did, did those other ones, did, like, Impact ROH and all that prepare you any better for WWE? Or were they pretty much, like, wipe the slate clean, this is how we do it? I think that in a general sense, they did prepare me. Because even though it's still sort of, hey, here's how we do it, mm -hmm. it's not when you walk in, here's how we do it. Yeah. It's like, hey, go fuck up, then we'll tell you... Hmm. <laughs> do this better because i mean it's hard for them to know when and like all the different ways you yeah. need to improve or what you're gonna mess up or whatever so um it's a constant evolving and learning thing just like it is in anything else but you know you have nine cams so it's yeah. it's hard cam floor cam right floor cam left like all these gimmicks and then what i can't even remember the big fucking jibby cam yeah the, yeah the the one that that slides yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like on a crane. Yeah. And um, so, and then of course there's just uh, just different time cues and and, but I, I really liked that style. Like it, uh, you if you became too used to that style, you could get pretty spoiled in a way. But at the same time, it's it's difficult in its own way, but it's also easier in its own way because there's so many people working together. There's people in the back giving the cues to the ref. The refs relaying those to you. So. If you're off, hey, yeah. get the motherfucker on real quick, you know. So, um, yeah, uh, I think 
I really enjoyed it and I really enjoyed the learning experience. And because of that, when and if there's a ROH or New Japan or whatever in my future, like I'm going to be able to present myself in a better light because of the experience there. That was, and the same thing in ROH or, or New Japan, you go out there and you're, oh, I'm an indie guy and I didn't work hard cam properly, Mm -hmm. you know, throughout the match. Maybe you did it well on your entrance or whatever, but when you're in there getting pummeled, are you, you know? So, um, but there you're not really being as produced as much and stuff. So you don't really get that feedback that you would have, that you would get um, in WWE. So yeah, it'll help a lot. Without me being there to see how it all works, like part of me always just thinks back to like tough enough and how, how Chris Nowinski had worked with Killer Kowalski, he had trained there, and he's like helping out someone he's in a class with. And one of the trainers is like, What the fuck you doing? That's not how we do it here. Right. And like, so you never know, and you never know what things are retained and what things are, are kind of tossed out yeah, the window. I think- I think quite a lot of the tough enough stuff, of course, is like kayfabe too. Sure, um, of course. And then, because I mean, the environment that I experienced while I was in WWE was very everyone's working together, mm-hmm. everyone's working for the chief aim. So if someone else is giving you like ideas or or information or critiques or whatever, no one's shutting that down. And in a lot of cases, they encourage that because yeah. they want everyone working together. You know, for the greater good and not one person you know the greatest coach on the planet can't have all the ideas at all the times you know because they're only within their one perspective so yeah i i found that environment as a whole to be incredibly i don't know uh i don't know the right word for it but it, it helped me a lot and i like other than just these kind of like this daunting wave of like sure. this cloud that rides over of like, Oh, you could be fired or whatever. And I think that's just, that's short term. Like, I don't think that's going to be a forever thing. You know, they're going through whatever it is they're going through. I hope yeah. they get through it and, and make the best of it. You know, I hope they're onto something. Like, I hope it turns out for the best uh, because I still have dozens of friends who work there and I, I hope that they, make a quadrillion dollars and become the greatest wrestling yeah. in history. Right. So did you all have many guest coaches when you were there? Because I know that that slowed down quite a bit during the pandemic. Um, there were a few, um, like I, I remember they would like bring in Chris Michaels a couple of times. And I was like, Oh damn, that's, that's an interesting name to bring in. Right. Like, right. Somebody even, that wouldn't jump off the page to a lot of people, but you think, He's done a little bit of everything and right. a whole lot of I know DiBiase set in on a couple things too. Um, Taylor set in on a couple things. Dave Taylor set in on a couple okay. things. And he helped a couple times with like my class and stuff. So there's a, there's a few people brought in at times. Um, but of course, that was toward the back end as things kind of lifted on the whole yeah. uh, COVID situation. And they got a lot of their protocols under control. Like That was another thing. Was, that company... Uh, took the entire pandemic very seriously, which I don't envy their position either. Like they, they're in like the most scrutinized wrestling company, if not company, like you're you're yeah. ever going to see because of the just the way that they operate. I think they had to learn the hard way too, because initially I don't think it was it was it was taken as seriously as it should have been. And they're like, if we want to oh, run yeah. shows, we we've got to take some precautions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the the Ari Sterling name was that one you pitched? Did they give it to you? Did you have input? How'd that work? Yeah, yeah. the The name process is like <laughs> kind of hectic, really. Uh, in my case, anyway. I know some people have it a little easier, but for me, they're like, "Hey, we want to get you some reps on two hundred five. Need to come up with your name. You know, go ahead and compile a list, send it over to us, and and we'll chili McFreeze. Yeah, yeah. I did a lot of chili <laughs> McFreezing. Um, uh, and I put together a list, sent it over to them. They're like, hey, we need more names, whatever. And I don't know, probably hundreds of names into it. Really? Stuff. Like, they were like, okay, we like this. We found Ari, like, early on. Yeah. And then, of course, I was always trying to go with something Zane or, like, uh, like Zayden, I think I had on a... On one of the mini lists and stuff like that. And they were like, oh, we can't use any of that Zay stuff because we just like Zeta's, Zeta Ramirez, like mm-hmm. a new thing or whatever. So can't be too confusing, whatever. So I had to scratch that. And then we had Ari and then uh, for a while. Now we're trying to find like the last name, whatever. And um, uh, fin- finally landed on Sterling through one of my mini lists, which literally just came from me being like, Ari Gold in Entourage. Yeah. Uh, Ari Silver, Sterling Silver, Ari Sterling. Like that was that was the thought process behind it, and uh, that's what we landed on. Man, I, I, I'm always fascinated at that because for oh, some we people... also this is not something I've disclosed. So we also landed on the name and had the name cleared two hours before I went in the ring. Wow. I'd been at TV all day, right? We go on like a quarter after seven, maybe 20 after seven, probably five, five thirty that day. They were like, Hey, name's cleared. Good to go. It's like, great. Uh, That entrance is going to look weird. And it was so funny because the first match I had, I go out, I, uh, I'm already kind of like marveling at the graphics that they had whipped up in the last two hours. Um, floating around my head and stuff which was funny because it was like black and white and then red splashes in it and i was like this doesn't match my colors but we're cool um they'll get there (laughs) when they later changed it to purple uh like the next show but i go out hey you know i'm doing my thing whatever and we start circling before we tie up tie up and i'm uh wrestling one of the bollywood boys and they start saying like i'm just like you know jocking like i'm about to tie up and I hear, Ari, Ari, Ari. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, that is me. I've had that name for two hours. Great, got it. Like that, I, That's pretty Yeah, it didn't cool. even register. It didn't even register when I was out there. I was like, holy shit, that's me. Yeah, so. That's awesome. <laughs> I thought they were chanting for him. So we're, we're already like, we're already almost 40 minutes deep. So we'll get into indie stuff, hopefully in a future interview. But we're talking okay. about those bone crunchers behind you. BCAs, BCAs, so, BCAs. Last year, holy crap! Last year, yeah, those are the boxes. There's, there's a lot more. Yeah, like last year, I was a little down in the dumps. I was like, how can I, how can I make myself happy? I wanted to I familiarize that. myself with some things that I liked when I was younger. Nice. And those were the last figures that I collected when they switched to Titan Tron Live. I said, these are garbage. I ain't collecting them anymore. Right. And I almost adore how fucking ugly those figures are. Oh, some of them are so atrocious. I love it. 
I love it. Like, and some of them are really good. It's like they nailed it. Like, here's, I'll grab one of the more atrocious yeah. boys here. Like these are these are spectacularly hideous in some cases. Oh, that's that's exactly the figure that I was hoping you would pull out. <laughs> How great is that? that? Does that look anything like old it, Steve? It looks like Keith so. Jardine from the UFC is who it looks like. He <laughs> <laughs> looks like a monster, which is great because they put him in this stomp series and he looks he looks kind of aquatic for some reason. Yeah, Something he does. about him looks like he is a sea creature. Well, yeah, he looked like somebody murdered him and dumped him in the lake. <laughs> right. And he's been sitting there for two weeks. That's what he looks yeah. like. Uh, yeah, he's amongst the ugliest ones. I, I love so many of the little quirks. Like, um, you got this one here. Let me see if I can pull it down. Maybe. There we go. Drop that thumbtack. Um, some people. Oh, yeah. This. And instead of saying Warzone on his little badge here, you probably can't see it. But instead of saying Warzone, it says War Tony. Oh, just my God. Some guy, I noticed that. Some guy at the plant, like when they were working up the art, was just sliding his name in it or something. I don't That's know. That's fantastic. It's incredible, yeah. And, I mean, you're, you're collecting yours men on card. I'm collecting mine loose just because, one, it's, it's so much less expensive. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And especially now, like, uh, thanks a lot, uh, Cardona. Like, he's, he's really increased the prices yes. of all these figures because he's increased, increased the nostalgia and stuff. But I – so I was going to – we started to get into this when we were off air, actually. Um, but I want to collect off-card – and on card like okay. my dream vision is to have these small planks that come out from here yeah that the off card will stand on oh. in front of the on card or whatever so like you could like as a display that's um, very cool so yeah like as i've collected these there were yeah I've, i think i've got like 300 different ones i started off and i was like oh i'll get nation of domination in the box then i was like well no i want one of each character then I'm like, right. I'm going to just get, get every single one that I can possibly find. And for sure. early on, like, Executioner was tough for me to find, and now i got, like, three of them. <laughs> right. There are ones that people don't expect. Like, I don't think a lot of people would expect DOA Skull to be tough to find. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, yeah, it's because they, they like, painted his shirt white just to make him a little bit different. But then mm -hmm. they only released him in one series. Which ones yeah. have been difficult, like, specifically difficult for you to track down or are you a I'm going to get him when I get him type of guy. I'm a little bit of both. I'm a little bit of both. Like I look for the like I know a little bit now about the ones that are more hard to find and whatever. Yeah. There's one that I don't even necessarily want to put over right now because then I think it makes him harder to find. Okay. I'm looking for him loose. I've got him mint. Even the package is not great. But I'll take it because he's that hard to find. Okay. And I had him, I looked for him in everywhere I went. I had him on uh, my eBay watch list in as many different phrasings as I could have on there, getting notifications for well over a year and a half before I ever found him. And Ooh, let me grab so it real excited. quick. And this is, this is only a BCA too. Like we're not talking about outside of BCA. Okay. I know there's some yeah. rare, rare birds out I'm there. I'm so but excited right it. now. This is the anticipation is building because some of these are very difficult to find. Um, man, and look at that beautiful white white pant Yokozuna behind him on card. Damn. I was also fortunate enough to go to WrestleCon uh, and get him signed. Ooh. So it is Ooh. the Backlash X Pac with 
the red outlined pants. Do the I? The green have... outlined pants Let me see. is not hard. The red outlined pants, if you can see the red outline yeah. between the black and white. Yeah, that's that's the really hard one to find. Good luck finding him. If anyone does find him or have him loose and they want to come mm. off of him. I'm looking I'll right now. Go. I'm going to look right now. I've got my, my visual checklist, so to speak. Nice. I think I got it. Oh, seriously? I yes. Think, I think I have it. You know what? I, I'm going to... I'm going to make you wait for like a solid 20 seconds and see if I have it. I'm, on I'm with it. I'm, I, I'll, I'll entertain. Uh, so we're talking BCAs, right? Um, what other BCA bullshit do I have? Got this signed at WrestleCon. This is for the people. Oh, snap! Oh, does he have it? Does he have I it? I think so. Now, now, okay. A heads up. I I don't know the series very well. I'm a very much a visual okay. person. Right. I understand. So, let me see that one. Maybe. A little hard to see. Nope. I don't think it is because that's a DX on the front, and I've got mm. X. You, yeah. So that's the thing is the white crotch. You're right. Red line. And that's the and hard. I gotta yeah. get it. So I don't it's have so it. so hard. Like, I've seen him once. I saw him once loose back before I was like, oh, I'm going to collect loose as well. Yeah. And I saw him because he was, like, on the watch list as I was watching for this one. And I didn't pick it up. And it was, like, $5 or something. Yes. And I didn't even spend, like, a killing on this. I think I spent, like, 30 mm -hmm. on this. That's um, that's the beauty of BCAs. Like, right. They're not quite there yet. Hopefully this podcast doesn't make that specific Xbox yeah, I know. skyrocket. Well, but at this point, I'd probably pay it. That happened to me, me with the Brian Myers uh, ECW original San Francisco Toy Makers. Like I was like, that Taz figure is the coolest fucking figure I've ever seen in my life. I'm gonna start collecting them. So I got now, those too, yeah, yeah, and to me, those are like the anti Bone Crunchers because they are so beautiful visually. I love them, yeah. Like I think there is a unique art to each of these. I don't like face scans. I, I loathe face scan figures. Mm. So to me, like you see the original San Francisco Toy Maker ECW, and they're so detailed in the face, and then you see the Jack's Bone Crunchers, and they're like, well, we'll vaguely represent some of their facial features. Right. They kind of like look like them. <laughs> like you said, like that. I thought that I had that. I looked even at, at my little picture. No, I don't have it. Mm. With Austin, it's like impossible. Because like with Steve Austin, they're like, well, we're going to paint this shoe different and release it. Yeah. Because yeah. Why, why not? It was Steve Austin. Or like, what is that one? Um, that one, I don't know if I have him up. I know I have him. He might be in one of the boxes. I think he's in one of the boxes still. These are all in like a chronological order of when they were released. Okay. They're not in a series order, yeah. but actually like when they were released. Um, but there's a, I can't remember what series it is. It's one of the first um, Shamrocks released and he's got the blue jean shorts on. Yes. And he's, of course he's got the big ugly yelling face yes. that they released him as. And um, like the biggest mouth on the planet for whatever reason. And he I'm has the blue jeans. <laughs> he had his blue jean shorts on, and those were just repurposed off of a Stone Cold figure. Yeah. And so he has the Texas tattoo on his oh calf. Oh my gosh! I that, didn't even think on, about like that. all those figures. Yeah. So it's it's a that's another little like goof, and it, it's so funny because so many people like 
especially at the time of god i hate this figure (laughs) but now it's like those are the things that i love about oh yeah like and i i'll be holding up a couple of lod figures and i'm like oh is this a double and then i realize that the there's an outline on one of the designs Mm -hmm. on animals uh trunks that wasn't there before on on the other one like there are so many tiny little things and yeah or like the the road dog that they have i can't remember which series it is it might be the debut road dog Mm -hmm. but it's uh it's the one in the black shirt and then it says like two words suck it on the back but then they got in trouble for that, so they removed it. So you like, so now I have to have ver- both versions. Yes, of but I collect a mock, so it's hard. I'm like looking in the freaking yeah. package, like, does this? Yeah, and yeah, none of it. And yeah, now, it's all over the place now because I've gotten so many of the regular BCAs. I'm like, okay, I'll get some of the face scan or the post 2000 BCA. So I went to Toy Vomit, grabbed this like right off right off their sidewalk yes. the other day, and I was like, you know what? I'll get that. I found. I don't some... have any of those. One. What are those called? Uh, grudge, grudge brawlers or something like that. Oh. They're like that, but like Christian Jericho. Oh, they're so. And then I think they were so yeah. bad. The ones that were like yeah. really tall. They might have been a little taller. I don't remember, but I know that is one of the like holy grail BCAs. Even though it's like uh. just outside the BCA, is the Christian that has like the the mesh mesh painted on shirt that's like a grudge yeah, brawler. I don't, or I don't have that for sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it on my phone, and then uh, they just—they just got so lazy with those BCAs after 2000, and they're like same body, same leg, same arm. We're yeah. gonna repaint them and throw different 100%. face scan heads on there. But man. so this is the well, that's a shit image. Two seconds. Gotta yeah, I, I definitely do not have that one. Okay, we're gonna go with the shit image because I can't find anything <laughs> better. But that Christian, oh wow, it just, it's like super rare, and I saw this guy like open it and i was like you are so, making my shit itch i collect the ecw original san francisco toy makers and i i try to collect them loose but if i buy it in a box if if i find one that i don't have in a box i don't open it because i know right. that maybe one day i'll end up selling those and i look at it and i'm like okay i'm not going to display them i'm not going to play with them i'm not going to do anything with them so there might be somebody that needs this Right, right. Future. So, like, why, why yeah. kill it? You know, because you can find them loose. It's they're yes. easier now. They're harder to find mint loose, of yes. course, because we played with them. Um, and that's another thing too. When I collect loose, I'm not going to be so concerned with mint because mm-hmm. I have them uh, mock anyway. But I actually have a lot of the ECW figures too. I actually have the I have the box set. It's not here. It's in Ooh. California. That's where I bought it. That's where my brother lives. He has it there, um, and it's signed by RVD now. I'm trying to get it signed by Sabu, and then I want it oh, signed by great. Heyman. I thought I was in a great position to get that done. Uh, now we got to wait again. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, I collect like tons of not my. It's just it's getting ridiculous at this point. I'm also collecting all sorts of just different memorabilia from my like career. Oh, too. that's cool. So, yeah, that's another thing I do. Like I was able to score this when I did the um, the the backlash zombies oh, lumberjack did, match i got that. that off the door you did I that, that please I did tell that. me about the direction they gave you guys for that oh, it was please it was me. something it was something uh, i'm sorry that was total dog shit i buried oh, it, it was, so hard yeah, it, rightfully rightfully and i <laughs> like which i loved it um of course it, many, it, it looks like it'd be reasons. so fun to do 
but oh, I it was mean, a blast. Yeah. For me to yeah. watch as a viewer, I was like, listen, I know they're making coin off of this, but that was the oh. that was the thing. And what I really liked about it too was I got to keep, which I think I was the only person that got to keep it actually. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Because I was very uh, serious about it. Oh, my gosh. That's my face prosthetic from the makeup team that did our zombie makeup. Oh, my um, gosh. Why wouldn't you want to keep that? That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and they gave me the sweet like plastic thing to like keep it on and stuff too. So yeah, so shout out to them. I uh, can't remember their whole team's name. Ozzy was the main guy there doing it. He's, he's like the brother now. Because um, we're into a lot of the same weird shit. Because not only do I collect action figures and stuff for my career, but I'm also, I've got an oddity room, so I collect dead shit. Oh, too, that's so. cool. Yeah. So. Man. There, there's he does so- too, though, yeah. There's still so much to talk to you about. We'll, we'll wrap up by... Uh, and, and yeah, we can do this all day. We're, we're going <laughs> to revisit this in the future for sure. That way we don't end up with a two-hour podcast, two-hour interview. Uh, right. Before you headed to WWE, you did some New Japan Strong stuff. And to me, I look at that and I, I go, right now, I'm like, well, that's kind of what I think NXT should be is a lot of what New Japan Strong does. Right, right. How did they feel when you'd kind of let them know, hey, signed with WWE, like... With, was the bridge burned? Was everything okay? Um, everything was great. Everything was cool. They're they're an incredible company. They're incredible people. They understood the position that myself and anyone was in in the pandemic. Like mm-hmm. when the when the money calls, you answer. Uh, especially in those sorts of times, um, they uh, like I called them, let them know, and and I said, hey, you all have taken a chance on me. You all have given me opportunity, and yada yada yada. 
I'll gladly give you all like first dibs on an offer. And they said, Hey, we're not making offers right now because of the pandemic. We got to play it smart. As far as the purse goes, I said, I understand completely. They said, we understand completely. And we stayed in contact with parted ways uh, professionally at that time. And when, and if we uh, restrike that old flame, to to me, that is a can't miss show every week and and it's expanding and you start to see bigger names helping out the younger names and the, right, right. Which is really, I mean, that's just the way to do it. Right. Like that's like, I see that and I'm like, this, these are people who give a shit. Like, and I love that, you know? So as we wrap up, would you like to make a sacrifice to our Kentucky Lord and Savior, Hillbilly Jim? What do I, what do I sacrifice? I, I, I don't know. Care. You got all kinds of dead stuff at your house. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm making tons of sacrifices. <laughs> toy, Actually, I found... toy vomit forced me to take this home. <laughs> that is excellent. I, said, I love it. Let I me go get this... my sacrifice. Okay, yeah. Let me go get it. I'm going to grab it. So for my those last, of you... Uh, those of you who don't know, uh, Real Toy Vomit on Twitter, Instagram, uh, all kinds of shit. Uh, they have a great figure place here in Lexington. And I walked in and I said, you know, Hillbilly Jim LJN was the first wrestling figure I ever saw. And they said, oh, cool. We'll take this home then. And then they were like, oh, and in case you need proof that it was actually signed by him, here's a picture of him signing it. Unreal. Unreal. Um... Yeah, so that's that's how I ended up in this situation. If you doubted that he actually signed it, Alex, Toy Vomit made sure to give me this, too. Oh, <laughs> a little authenticity uh, I did not buy there. this. They were well, like, I, I checked out, and they slid it into my bag. That becomes one of those things where you, like, pass around to your friends unwillingly. Like, you leave yeah. it at their house and stuff. Yeah. Um, I recently did that, and I haven't heard anything about it, but I left a... Uh, Chris Jericho shirt at a friend's house Ooh. recently, and I haven't I haven't heard. I put it in his laundry hamper. Hope it's not one of those Y two AJs. Those are those are rare. No, from, no, no. From yeah, when they like, teamed together for like three weeks. I can't remember which shirt it is. I think it like says like, I know it has like an expletive deleted on the back of it. Yeah, and I was like, like someone got it for me. And they didn't even know that was on the back of it. And I was like, I don't really wear like curse words. Um, <laughs> but here's my sacrifice. This is a dead oh. frog. Oh, R.I.P. in peace. Yes, R.I.P. in peace. And I found this dead frog at the PC. In the PC? In Inside the inside PC. Inside the PC. So they have these big bay doors. Yeah. Or whatever. That I assume that they opened it or whatever. Yeah. And... He made his way in somehow, and he dried out, and I found him, and... Was trying to get I, in that course, high flyers ring. Yeah, yeah, he was trying to learn how to leapfrog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they brought yeah, him in to guest coach. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, somebody, um, somebody released a video of, I think Parker released his own video of him doing a leapfrog, and people are like, oh my god, he did a leapfrog! Oh my, it's, I love it! Oh my god! People were, posting, people were posting the GIF of Vince like, ah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and then he and then he deleted that. Yeah, he, of course, because yeah. they made him. Because they yeah. made him. Because they hit him up yeah. and they said, "Hey, buddy, you're not supposed to." I think be the doing boys kind of like gave him the the, the yeah. Iggy on that. Well, I, I don't know, know if they coaches did because one of them told. Me. Oh, did? They? 
Oh, nice. Okay, good. Because <laughs> yeah, I know the boys immediately like, nah, that's Don't not do it. that. <laughs> Don't do that. That's yeah. great. Oh, man. I could talk to you all day. Hopefully, we do again very soon. Hopefully, we do an in-person interview. It just... I would love to, yeah. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, you, you got the hell out of Kentucky, and I can't blame you. Right, right. But, I'm, I'm uh, I got this good weather right now. I'm not, I'm not complaining. Yeah, tell the people where they can find you. I know right now your your handle is still Ari Sterling WWE, but, but yeah, I don't yeah. know if that'll change or not. It's changing, yeah. So they do it on the back end. They did it on the back end okay. when we did when we changed it originally because that's the way that they get to save my like previous username. But because of that. It takes some time to do it on the back end, back end again. So it'll change back. It'll eventually be Alex Zane, like it is uh, typically, A-L-E-X-Z-A-Y-N-E. Otherwise, it's Ari Sterling WWE on anything and everything right now. Really, you can just Google either one of those yeah. words and... You'll, you'll probably find me, um, whether you want to or not. Well, I physically changed it on the screen as soon as you told me. People oh, will nice. see it erasing Ari Sterling WWE <laughs> nice. going back. So in the yeah. future, people will be it. able to see this. But uh, do you have any merch stores, pro wrestling tees, any of that stuff? Um, I'm working on getting the big cartel back up. It's like I had a lot of shipping trouble like during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of shipping trouble. Hated it. I feel like some of the people hated it. So I'm fi- I fixed all that. Fortunately, I fixed all that. But because of that, I'm waiting to have product in hand so the shipping can happen. Okay. So I'm not put. I'm not releasing the store, right? Until yeah. products in hand. At the time, I did a lot of pre-order things, and then those pre-orders became six-month pre-orders, and I was like, I am sorry. And then dozens of them got lost in the mail. Because, oh no! And then when I went to the post office, they were like, "We're at a pandemic," and I was like, "What yeah. does that mean? You lose things because of pandemics? I don't understand." You know, so that was like, "All right, oh, so I'll just, I just bite the bullet on that." Um, so yeah, fixing all that. Once that's all fixed, everything's in hand, and we could ship it out quickly and in a timely manner. Then I'll get that big cartel back up. Um, until then, just follow me on whatever, and uh, you'll see it. You'll see it. I'll make sure you see it. I won't shut up about it when I release yeah, it. So you guys are gonna see it. He's already getting bookings all over the place. So uh, probably coming to a city near you. Definitely Alex Zane. coming to a city near you, Alexane. Thank you very much. Until next time, guys. We're out. Thank you. Love you, man. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc